Hello and welcome back to See You at the Potty, Richter. My name is Aaron Freskis, and I just wanted to say a quick howdy before we head uh, into part two of Arnold's 1985 masterpiece, Commando. We left off uh, on the last episode. We left off at right as Matrix is arrested after he and Cindy do their little pretty woman montage as they're stocking up on weapons at the Army Surplus store. But before we jump back into the movie, we quickly touch down on what people, you know, what they what they really tune in to hear us talk about. Pancake burritos. Get the party All right, so I was thinking about this earlier. So pancake burritos can definitely be a thing. <laughs> I mean, so sure. in a blanket. For sure, yeah. I mean, like, if you have a long enough pancake and you, you put just whatever eat, you want in it. You just it's like a just a regular ass breakfast burrito, except instead of a, a tortilla, you use a pancake. So it's a pancake, you know, wrapped around some like scrambled eggs, some bacon, a little bit of salsa, um, you know, throw some potatoes in there if you're if you're feeling it, and get, bam, you've got a, a pancake burrito. And I I think it sounds delicious. Maybe I'll make it. It does tomorrow. sound good. Is <laughs> is that so within pancakes just a crepe? Crepe, right? Is that the same? Uh, like, I've never had one. It's similar. Uh, well, uh, like, uh, like I know a crepe's usually filled. Well, it, yes, but just like in terms of exactly what it is, a crepe is basically a super, 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 super thin pancake. Okay, Very yeah. So you could you could use that as like uh, the wrapping because yeah. it would be easier to wrap than a... Yeah, okay. you know, you definitely could and that would probably be delicious. Um, I can't, I can't make crepes. I don't have the stuff or the patience to do that, <laughs> but I can make pancakes. Yeah, I could probably make a pretty thin pancake, but yeah, I definitely couldn't make like a regular, accurate crap. Let me let me know how Laura got to kind of know how those, those I'm pancake burritos. I'm looking at the actual out. like list right now of like what the freaking food is. But uh, okay, okay, it's hot dog tacos, fry malt. <laughs> What's this? Pastrami meat beef burritos. <laughs> Okay, see that I can get on board with. I don't know about hot dog tacos. Um, I had a hot dog taco. It was just a piece of bread, and you you. Isn't isn't a hot dog taco just a hot? I mean, dog? a hot dog is a taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, it's a white people taco. Yeah. <laughs> hot it's, a, dog. it's a taco for sure. I mean, can you call it a taco if it's not in a tortilla? I gotta make. I, I gotta know. make a screenshot. I mean, uh, to be fair, I'm talking about a, a pancake burrito that is not made, <laughs> it's made out of pancakes. So, never mind. I don't think a choco taco has yeah. a tortilla. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it's just a, a waffle. waffle. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so he uh, looks at his watch. Gets driven off the paddy wagon. He looks at his watch once again while he's inside of the paddy wagon. So Cindy follows them, pulls up next to them, begins smiling at the guy in the passenger seat. They drive off, and she pulls a rocket launcher out, but has it pointed the wrong way. After the cop, like, makes some super leering stuff at her. Yeah. But uh, he uh, point, points it the wrong way. She points it the wrong way and accidentally blows up, a bu- like, a bus stop behind her. So she turns around. Turns it around and fires it at the truck, flipping it on its side. Then she drives up to it as Matrix gets out and they both hop in the car and drive away. I I wrote <coughs> literally a bunch of cop pigs because I was like, <laughs> ew, that is just... That that scene definitely has... It, it's in my top two lines of the movie. I don't know which one I'm going to go with at the end when we talk about that. But, uh, you know, he's like, where did you learn to do that? 
I read the instructions. <laughs> Which apparently... Like, when did you have time? No, apparently if you look back when they're shopping, she is looking at instructions. Oh. So, which was part of the trivia that I remember. Yeah, because she's, she's reading the instructions. It's great. Yeah. So next we go to the mansion where Dan Hedea is asking Bennett uh, when Matrix is supposed to arrive in Valverde and if he's actually going to do what he's told. Bennett says in about two hours and he'll do exactly as he's told is low. I try to write this down phonetically, so I'm trying to read it phonetically. <laughs> but like he'll do exactly as he's told as Long? Oh, that's what it says, long. He'll do exactly as he's told, as long as he's as he thinks I'll get his daughter back. He'll do exactly as he's told, as long as he thinks he'll get his daughter back. Matrix and Radon uh, arrive at San Pedro and sneak onto the plane as some dudes roll up. Cindy's like, oh no, this isn't a plane, this is a canoe with wings. And Arnold's basically like, well then get in and stop paddling. Which is just a good line. Yeah. This fucking, Stephen, Stephen D'Souza is the man. Yes. So they uh, hop in and he begins having a shootout with dudes as she starts up the plane, which isn't working until he fucking Fonzies the fuck out of it. And then they take off. Uh, Matrix gets on the radio and tells the Coast Guard dude, who's played by Bill Paxton, that he needs to speak with General Kirby. But Paxton is like, nah, bro, you're flying over restricted airspace and need to land. So he looks at his watch again and then tells her to get low. So they drop. So they'll drop a little radar, which she does. I'm just wondering why these guys are just like, oh, shit there's somebody getting into a plane let's just start shooting them like it could be just any plane it's not necessarily like the bad guy's plane yeah i still don't know whose plane that was i i think that was the bad guy's plane because i think that's what the last scene was about like they see that there's a plane at san pedro which is why they head there specifically I figured that that, like, receipt and everything for the fuel and, like, oh, it takes 250 gallons to get to this island and back. I figured that they had already done that, like, the bad guys. And so there wouldn't be a plane there because they already took the plane. So I was kind of, I wasn't sure whose plane it was. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Maybe it is just a random-ass plane, which would be... Well, no, because the last scene before that, because I was confused, and then the last scene before that says that he has a plane there, which I'm like, okay, I I don't know. But that's what I thought the last scene said, but... eh. Maybe he has two Mm. planes. Yeah. Baller. So uh, back at the mansion, Alyssa Milano has managed to take off the handle to the bedroom door and begins using it to, like, pry at the wood that's covering her... uh, the balcony or the her the window but uh over another room bennett and dan hedaya take a stroll as bennett tells them that his soldiers all suck and that he or matrix could kill them all in the blink of an eye that one see i wrote down nice kill them all in the blink of an eye <laughs> he then tells him that uh, matrix that when matrix finishes the job he'll be back to kill shares dad and the only one that can protect him is him this is where she needed the utility belt exactly <laughs> She would have gotten out a lot sooner if she'd had that utility belt instead of a fashion belt. I think she was just yeah, pouting for a little, like just, you know, like feeling like pouting for a little while. But then she's like, oh, fuck this shit. I need to get out of here. Because once yeah. she decides to like look around, she gets out of there quick. Yeah, she's just not, a, she's just upset that she's yeah. not the boss yes. anymore. <laughs> exactly. She's like, this is bullshit. Exactly. I, I feel like if I were, if I were in that situation, I would have probably pouted for a little while too and then the second i had to pee i would start getting like creative <laughs> i'm like well, shit, i'm not just gonna pee in a corner or something so i better find a way out of here and then i would have done the doorknob thing and gotten the the covering off the window that's how i would have been at that same age but instead of being it would have been beating off 
like, man, uh, it's been like 45 minutes since I fucking jerked one. Like, uh, maybe if I mess with these boards, I can make it look like some boobs. And then, yeah. Gone from there, you know? And you're like, oh, well, no one's going to catch me beating off to this, like, rose bush out of here. So I got to, like, get out of this place. Um, Pulls the doorknob off to, like, edge stuff in the wood instead of... Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're fucking boobs in the wood. Yeah. <laughs> like, like later, later, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger busts in there and you're dead because you didn't bust out of there. Yeah. But there's boobs, like, in the wood. <laughs> and he just smiles and he's like, oh. That's, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's stupid. <laughs> no, no, you're right. That's probably what would have happened. Okay, so uh, also like your your Australian accent's getting a little better yeah, since you've well, gotten some I, practice. I got to do it phonetically, otherwise yeah, I can't you got to do that for the other show. Because uh, yeah, I cannot get Claire's right. It it no. like starts off as British, then turns Jamaican or some <laughs> shit like that. There's, there's this guy I've been watching on YouTube recently and he's like a linguist expert or whatever and he breaks down accents and it's fantastic and I will send you a link because I'm sure he does yeah. he has an yeah, accent. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool. Um, Koala, mate. Koala. You, you just gotta say that over again. Uh, Koala, okay, so uh, Matrix and <laughs> Matrix and Cindy land the plane just off the coast of the island. Apparently, the army surplus store was out of wetsuits because Matrix is in a fucking speedo when they load up his raft in a gear. Yeah, my question about that. Well, two part. A, uh, it was night when they started flying, and then it's daytime, but they're obviously flying west. And then, but you see the <laughs> sun coming out from over there. So, um, are we used to believe this is some sort of like magical world? Boy, I got <laughs> hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Um, second of all, uh, is that, um, like Arnold's underwear or did he get that from the surplus store? Laura and I discussed this earlier. Um, uh, I thought it was his underwear. In it, I mean, that is, that is, uh, that is, uh, swimwear material. That is not like underpants material. That is, that is definitely swimwear material, but also, and I didn't notice this till last time we just watched it, but he also only wears it like that while he's in the boat. The second he gets on land, he puts on like pants and a vest and everything. He didn't go swimming. He didn't he's like. gotta show his shit off to her. No, but he has to jump out of the boat into the water in order to drag the boat up. That's for why he's like not wearing a his... second and a half. Yeah, but that's how your boots get all wet. And have you ever seen Forrest Gump? You know, um, he could he could have not been wearing boots. He did pick up uh, flippers at the at the the surplus store, but he doesn't right. use them because you definitely would have noticed his like goofy ass walking out with flippers on at, because you walk silly with flippers on, right? Yeah. When you're Everyone walking out of the does, water, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah. yeah. I think it was completely for Cindy's benefit. Yeah, it was for Cindy's benefit. Yeah, like 100%. we're in that speedo. She's all like staring him down as he's leaving. No bullshit. It was for our benefit. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm oh, sorry. I can't wait till you come back. The best scene in this goddamn movie is when he when he's like fuck it. When he's I don't care. Whatever. Say what you want about me. When he's in his goddamn underwear, it seems like oh ew. <laughs> and then he's rowing all jacked and then he gets on shore and he's like oh. You know, he's still wearing his underwear and he's like running. You're like, that's why he's fucking seven time M- Mr. Olympia. And then he puts on all the stuff and he's putting on the paint. And he's like, ksh, ksh, and he's throwing on the grenades and like cocking guns and shit. And you're like, yes, fuck yeah. I believe every time I watch this goddamn movie, when that happens, I say, fuck yeah. 
every time. No matter what, no matter who's around, if I'm by myself, I don't care. I say, fuck I've yeah. I've heard it several because times. Because it's goddamn awesome. That's why that happens. Yes. <laughs> so, that's why that scene exists. Does it make sense in the story? Yeah, of course. Like, how else are you going to feel super badass unless you run onto a beach in nothing but your underwear and strap on a bunch of cool-ass shit because you're about to go murder, like, 77 dudes. So, yes, it makes sense in the movie, but also, you know, it's for us. So, you guys shouldn't question this. You should be thankful. You should say thank you to whoever made this movie. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Okay, so uh, uh, he finally gets to the shore. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. Before that, uh, he reminds her to call a general, but not until uh, until she sees that they've seen him. Yeah. Because I wrote that down wrong, so I'm trying to remember how it goes. Anyway, but uh, so she asks him how she'll know when they see him, and he says, because all fucking hell will break loose. And so he gets to the shore, starts gearing up by putting on every single gun that he took from the surplus store. And body paint. Yeah. He, uh, during the day, um, he then heads to the barracks as we see two of Dan Hendaya's men notice a corpse, the corpse of Henrik come off the plane that Matrix was supposed to be on. And thank God they have a quarter because they call up Dan Hendaya right away <laughs> on that payphone <laughs> and tell him what's going on. And we get a great, uh, great view of Dan Hendaya's butt chin. Which, like, there's no way he, like, does he have to use a Q-tip to get inside there? Because, like, <laughs> holy shit. That thing is, like, you pointed that out, and I was I like, did. fucking hey, man, you're yeah. right. It was the gnarliest butt chin <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, how do you shave with that? She was like, rewind it, rewind it. <laughs> like, what? Look at that thing. I was like, damn, like, you gotta, like, he's gotta use a toothpick to clean shit out of there. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so, uh. Um, meanwhile, Matrix is back at the barracks and he begins setting charges and killing fools with his big ass knives and blowing the hell out of the buildings, which he's got like a thing that shoots knives, which was super awesome. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just throwing them. No, he had a, he had something that shot him, shot, shot a knife out, right? Cause he would just stood there and oh, shot something correct. out. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, so yeah, that is I, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I totally just assumed he was just throwing him really hard. Oh no. Cause he didn't move his arm. So he like, I saw it shoot, I saw him shoot something. I was like, holy That's shit. That's why I thought it was badass. <laughs> but anyway. So uh, Bennett notices the building exploding. Is like, "Welcome back, Joan. So glad you can make it." While obviously getting at least half a chub, you know, hundred yeah. percent. Like that look on his face was just. Whew. He hasn't gotten that big it, of a chub since his grandma gave him that chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he enters uh, Alyssa Milano's room, but notices she broke out, so he slams right through the fucking wood and goes after her. It's weird that it's an eleven-hour flight, and like there's a tree trunk of a man or. Like, one big motherfucker, as he's been called in other movies, who was, like, sitting in first class and kind of weirdly, like, flirting with the um, flight attendant. And it just, like, disappears. And no one's like, hey, whatever happened to that guy in 7A? He's just gone. (laughs) No one cares. That's kind of weird, right? Like, no one's like, hey, what happened to that giant dude? I would say for a 45-minute flight, but yeah, for an 11-hour flight. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, actually, that... That reminds me, yeah, he was in 7A and other guy was in 7B, but then when, when Matrix got to the to the seats and he, like, made the other guy sit in first and he made him sit in 7A, and I think that was so he could kill him and escape. But that was not his seat. Yeah. He was supposed to be in the other seats. It's true. And FAA regulations specify that you must sit in your assigned seat. 
allegedly. What I was thinking between this scene, like, no, sorry, that scene that you're talking about when he says the dead tired scene line, and then the, the last line, the last good line that he says was, dude, when this guy was not... Like when he was in the military on his free weekends, this motherfucker was taking improv classes because like the way he comes up with these lines, I was like, holy shit, these are rough the top of your head. Like, damn. Yeah. He's like working like the improv classes were like, yes, and yeah. yes, and yeah. <laughs> so it's like, holy shit. He's fucking. No, man. He's just the total package. Like he just, <laughs> he just has it all. I, I don't. I don't remember if he, this has already happened, but we were talking about when he's putting on the paint, even though it's daylight, whatever. Has he taken the vest off yet? Because he's wearing the paint under the vest, which just is amusing looking back at the scene where he's putting on the paint because he put it like all over his chest and then put the vest on. It wasn't just like on his arms and face. He made, he made sure to get the torso too. Yeah, well, he knew at some point yeah. he's going to have to rip it off, so that's how <laughs> you intimidate guys, yeah, you know? It's like, like, hey, let's get this guy, and then he's just like, ah, no! You know, and he rips <laughs> it off, and then everyone's like, oh shit, that guy's like, super jacked. Like, we should be careful. He also just killed like 57 other dudes, so... How um, do they even see that he's supposed to be camouflaged? He, until a point, until he blew up like three buildings. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Fair point. I like how he goes like traditional camouflage, like the green and green and black in a, on a beach setting, <laughs> instead of going <laughs> yeah. like the the other the other side of the yeah. camouflage with the brown like brown dressed and... up like a seagull. You know? <laughs> yeah. They'll never see me. Like, Why is there a six foot two seagull over here? <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Matrix reaches the the mansion walls. And uses a rocket launcher to blow first blow up a jeep and then blow up the gate doors while over in the, at the plane, uh, Cindy is sending a message to General Kirby. So Arnold begins making his way through the mansion and just shoots pretty much every brown person in the place as he does it, along yeah. with throwing some grenades. One of those boners actually manages to knock him down by throwing a grenade at him, so he heads into a shed to take care of his wound. The guards surround the shed. And began, uh, like, just opening fire on it. And then we noticed, like, the Mandalorian again. Because, like, that guy looks exactly like the fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> like, this fucking actor looks exactly... Laura looks confused. And I will... I, I, I didn't notice I, that. I'll, he... It's it's an actor from the 80s that looks exactly... exactly. Like... Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I'll, I'll fin- let me finish this real fast before I go to that. But anyway, so the guards uh, open the door. Matrix stabs one with the pitchfork for hurling saws at a couple more. He then chops off the Mandalorian's arm. It's the guy that, whose arm he chops off oh. with a fucking machete. As we cut to Lisa Milano in the boiler room, being followed by Bennett. I. So my my first thought when they're surrounding him in the in the shed or whatever, and they start open firing, I appreciate that they don't all just shoot at torso height. Some of them shoot like down toward the ground because that's always a thing you know you drop to the ground and then no one shoots you because apparently you can't do anything except stand granted he was up top so it still didn't hit him but they made the attempt which i appreciated also i really like that uh, he fired exactly two shots from the rocket launcher and then dropped it because they didn't grab any extra like ammo for it because she fired a mistake yeah. backward one and then and then one to hit the the cop truck thingy and then he fired two and then he's like okay this one's done and set it down so they didn't do the whole like oh you're gonna get 11 rounds out of this six round gun or something i appreciated that yeah well this is like i mean i don't say it's 
like Godfather 2, but it's better than Godfather 1. Like, I'll say that. <laughs> anyway, other thoughts for the scene? Yes. So, let me ask you guys a question. And I mean, start that again. Let me ask you people a question. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like you're talking to everybody. Uh, y'all, go with y'all. I'm not from the fucking South. Neither am I, but I say it. There's there. Okay. She says it too. All right. You can, you can say guys. It's Folks. fine. It's no, Folks. that's sexist. Let me ask you girls a question. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. works for me. Go ahead. Yins. Say right. yins. No, what am I from? Fucking Pittsburgh? P. P. All right. P's? I got it. I got it. I will incorporate where I'm from. Hey, let me ask you bros a question real quick. <laughs> um, so if you had a choice of like one of those, one of those dudeskis surrounding the the shack what would you choose to have half your head chopped off by a handsaw thrown by arnold to get axed in the balls um take a pitchfork to the chest or just have your arm chopped off which you would presumably bleed out which would you choose we i'm gonna die from all of them i mean you don't know like this is just going to happen to you. Okay. Like, I, I assume the getting half your head chopped off by a saw, you'd probably die because a lot of your brain's in there. It wasn't It wasn't half his head. It was just, like, a lot of skull. It was a lot of skull. I saw was, some brain like, in maybe there. Maybe some, yeah. some brain. You're going to be brain. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Laura, which of those would you choose? Like, you don't know if you're going to die or not, but which of those henchmen would you be? I mean, the, the the one that seems most likely to survive is the arm chopped off guy. I assuming he's taken care of fairly quickly, and I don't know. They all feel they all feel like they would hurt, um, so I can't really just avoid pain that way. I mean, I don't have any balls that someone could axe, um, but I do have a vagina which somebody could axe, and I feel like that would also hurt. So I think I'm gonna go with the arm chopped off. Hmm. I mean, you can axe your vagina, like you just go to the store and buy some. And I mean, like fourteen-year-old <laughs> boys have been axing their own balls for a very long time. Um, Which I don't recommend it. Yeah, why I don't you know do if that? it's ever like su- successful, but you can definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it isn't. Maybe until they you're like put. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I think... uh, well, axing any part of your body is unhealthy. I... I would, I would, I've had a little time to think about it now, and I would say maybe, I would say I'd maybe do pitchfork, because you're hoping maybe something didn't Oof. strike something vital. I think, I think but you, you could. But a pitchfork in your chest. Yeah. yeah that's rough. But I, I think I'd be hoping that he didn't hit anything vital and just play dead the rest of the scene. I mean, you could probably play dead with whatever you get. In any of those situations, I mean, he, he yeah, moves on quick. Yeah. Like, there's there's four prongs though, so I mean it's not just a one one shot. You you have four chances to hit something vital. <laughs> it's just got a point. I mean, there's a lot of vital stuff going on there too. <laughs> I just out of all the other options, I just feel like I don't know. The the whole reason I was asking about the dead thing was because uh, if if it's like you're certain to die, the fucking brain one. <laughs> Because you're done right yeah, there. You're just done. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, you don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, that could be probably the worst one potentially. Uh, maybe, unless you like go like like. That you... could be potentially the worst one to if me. If you live. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you live, yeah, if, like if yes. You... 
Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with the arm. I'm great with the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Joe, arm. what about you? Hmm. Uh, well, it's funny, and nobody chose axe and the balls, which is probably <laughs> your funny? most guaranteed chance of, <laughs> of living, but also, you took an axe and the balls, and presumably dick, I mean. Um, Wait, didn't he throw two saws? Well, no, he threw it at another guy, and it, like, hit him in the chest or whatever, okay. like, that's yeah. not, it's not like, fun that, to that talk about. Hurt, okay. but it wouldn't have, it, it, it's not worthy of the conversation. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah. That's the dick. You know, uh, I would probably have to go with uh, with with Pitchfork. Really? Um, I mean, like, okay, I'm not trying to sound ableist or anything, but like, if I got my arm chopped off, that would suck. But then I'm like, oh shit, my arm's chopped off. Which arm do you chop like, off? It, the right arm? His right arm. Okay, yeah, my, then never my mind. beat off arm. You know, for sure, for um, sure, the arm because I'm. It's left-handed. very important. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but also, like, you're just sitting there, like, probably bleeding out. You're like, can someone come and help me? But then you're looking around, and all the people around you are, you know, <laughs> fucking Cats dead and everything. Well. Yeah, and then you're just slowly bleeding out, and maybe like you survive, and you get a blood transfusion, and then you don't have one arm. Um, getting axed in the balls would just suck because I don't know. I like my balls. Um, Might as well just get your right arm cut off. You're not going to touch it anymore. That's so. <laughs> true. Well, I'm versatile. I don't know. Joe Joe spent many years trying to be ambidextrous. So, you know, I, I tried. Like spent many years trying to be left-handed. I was I was going to say like right. you you mentioned that, like he gets his arm cut off and he doesn't he isn't but you walked like what. For an hour with with broken whatever, so you know. I mean, granted, your arm wasn't chopped off. Yeah, I mean, if like you got your arm chopped off and got immediate med- medical attention, that'd be different. But like, if your arm's chopped off and then you're like, oh fuck, like my arm's chopped oh, off, you're and bleeding. then I gotta like try to, yeah, you're bleeding and shit. You're probably gonna die, but you're just sitting there for a very long time dying. I like how it's a like a clean chop off to where it looks like a cartoon. Like yeah. you can see every single layer of the yeah, chop. like the bone <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> it looks like the way it's the Simpsons, sharp like when the Simpsons get an arm chopped off on like a Tressa horror episode. Like more and more often, like Luke getting his arm chopped off, he's lucky because it like it's all cauterized and everything. Yeah, so, like, like, yeah. yeah, that's the thing with lightsabers. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say pitchfork to the chest, either it's going to hit something pretty important or you're going to die pretty quick, which, cool. Or it's not, and it's going to be like, you know, you're going to be like Tupac. You know, you get shot a couple times and survive. Except for the time you got shot a couple times and didn't survive. <laughs> um, <laughs> ignore that part. Um, you know, and then you're going to be like, dude, yeah, I got like pitchforked and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with I'll go with pitchfork because that is, that is cool you're either story. gonna die you're either or gonna you're die, not gonna die or you're gonna have a sweet scar. That is a cool story. With a sweet story. A, a sweet scar is definitely a good thing. So I I see it. I see what you mean. And everyone's all badass when they get shot or like pitchfork in the chest. Like yeah, I got fucking shot six times. I survived. No one's like yeah, I got took an axe to the balls and like survived. <laughs> like damn. Okay? Like what happened to your balls? Like no, I don't have any. They, my genitalia got removed. Like, there's like no yeah. way that, that there's not a follow up question to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's no way to sound like badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. can't cover that with a tattoo. Or <laughs> <laughs> Just 
tattoo like outline of balls yeah, yeah, yeah. on your inner thighs. <laughs> okay, so, Pitchfork, uh, at least you can, you know, put something cool up there. But... <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Tattoo. Uh, ben is chasing Alyssa Milano in the boiler room. Back in the garden, Arnold gets more target practice in as a as like a bunch more guards show up and he just like kills them all while making his way to the house. He ends up on the roof and enters the house where Dan Hedaya is waiting for him. They have a shootout before Arnold jumps through a door and then they continue the shootout. Like he ends up in a garden and they continue the shootout inside, which ends when Matrix blows the hell out of him with a shotgun. Any thoughts on that little thing? Because that's longer than I made it. That's way longer than I made it sound. Because I was getting like short on time at that point. So I was like, well, got to wrap this shit up. You say he jumped through the door. He kind of like fell through the door. Oh, really? I, I thought know. he like flung himself through the door. It. I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he like flung himself through the door, but not like in a way to jump through, but just in a like barreling in kind of way. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it you wasn't very like graceful. kicked it in and then stepped through. <laughs> yeah. For sure. My only reaction was, holy shit, this was a really nice house before you completely demolished oh, yeah. it. And when they blow it up, it's totally dummies standing outside. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing that I noticed was when he jumps out of the plane, that's like super dummy because it's like flailing, which dummies are so funny to me. Whenever anybody uses yeah. a dummy, it's just like just the way they flail around. Is, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Yeah, the dummies outside of the, the shacks and everything that get blown up, they okay. just don't move. <laughs> just like everything blows up and they're just like completely stiff like, alright that dummies doesn't seem real dummies they're great um so okay so he ki- kills uh fucking Dan Hedaya fucking Cher's dad with a shotgun which is what Cher's dad threatens to kill hit her date with um, anyway yeah. just thought of it right now uh when when they go uh, we then go back to the basement area where Bennett is finally caught up to Alyssa Milano and then shoots Matrix in the shoulder. Matrix hides behind a wall and tells him to let her go and fight him like a man, which being, which gives like Ben another fucking boner. Which at like again in a rush, right in this part. So if you got the lines for it, go right ahead. Cause I was like, I gotta hurry. Uh, but anyway, so ba- uh, Bennett says he I, he don't he I don't need no I can't see I didn't write down phonetically, so it's not gonna come out right. I don't need no gun and like I don't need no gun, John. Cause that that's not that's. He just really got super cocky and like. No, oh, yeah, like, no, I can, well, I can fucking do it without Matrix. Gun? Matrix yeah. knew how to. It Matrix knew weird. how to fucking like. No, he knew how to like bait him. It was. There weird. was some psychological shit going on right there. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he yeah. he definitely knew how to bait him because he's like yeah. he's like, come on, you want to feel the knife inside me? And he gets like kind of like, oh, oh yeah, I do. And then like yeah. and like he runs out. I don't need no gun. Oh, I don't need. Nope, that's fucking Ringo. I don't yeah. need no gunjom. And then he runs at him, like, <laughs> playing the drums. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Matrix has the best line, which is, come on, Bennett, let's party. Yeah, that's after um, they, he gets rid of the gun, right? Or Yeah, and then, well, he's trying to convince him. And also, it's like, hey, Bennett, take a minute, like, look down at yourself, look at the beer <laughs> gut. Like, obviously, yes. you haven't pumped any irons on your arms in a while. And I'm saying this as the guy who looks down at himself kind of the same way, like, <laughs> fucking beer gut like arms are all like not very toned and then arnold's sitting over there like super jacked and ripped like and also listening fucking listening glistening (laughs) also like 15 years younger and you have his daughter he's got that dad strength too like are you really ready to step up and fight this guy but then i thought about it more and i looked at some like famous athletes you know and and i was thinking about it i was like well yeah, you got that um, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm like, yeah, that guy's a 
pudgy bastard who's a pretty great athlete. And then, you know, then you got like Nikola Jokic plays basketball or like uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Butterbean. Back when he was in, in Butterbean. <laughs> um, Charles Barkley. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe Ben is on to something. Maybe he's just like, you know, I don't have to be the super ripped guy to be an elite athlete. Like, I can take this fucking guy. Like, I know his moves. And you know what? He almost does, too. Yeah. Like, he almost fucking gets him. Um, yeah, I don't buy He's it got now. his head, like, to the fire. I think he just forgot that his chainmail wasn't real. He's been, like, pretending this whole time. <laughs> did you, uh, did you ever read the article that was, um, about mismatched, uh, f- like, final fights? And this one was, like, I think number one. <laughs> that was a cracked article. And really? it, it was, right. like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was super mismatched. Yes, it was definitely mismatched. That was bothering me the entire time. Uh, so he says they don't need a gun. He charges at Matrix with a knife. They have a little slash match uh, before they end up in another room. Matrix flips Bennett on the ground and is about to attack him, but Bennett pulls like a fucking Looney Tunes move and slams him with the fucking like door of the furnace. Uh, it, it hits Matrix. They begin to try to like trying to push each other's heads into the fire before Matrix pushes them into a voltage thingy. This is this this fight is like straight Looney Tunes because like he gets shocked, he's like ah, gets shocked for a second, and then it's, it's fine. That's what my screen grab is for. Okay, okay, for then the, it's like the shocking. And then apparently like it wakes him up a little bit because he begins punching Matrix before Matrix has had enough and starts punching the fuck out of him. Then Bennett pulls out a gun so Matrix breaks a pipe and then throws it at him, which impales him, and then says his let off some steam, Bennett. And like you know, like yes. that was another that that was when I figured out like holy shit, like he did take improv classes. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, this guy's good. <laughs> no, my old roommate Jeff Bennett. <laughs> I would just say that to him all the time, like let out some steam, Bennett. Whenever he's mad, you should have used that. Yeah, and <laughs> I whenever I watch this movie, I think of him, and I'm like, man, I wish my name was Bennett so people can say cool stuff like that to me like come on Bennett let's party if I if I saw him if I like if I had a roommate named Bennett and whenever I saw that he was mad I'd be like you want to talk about it like I'd be the most supportive roommate <laughs> ever you want to talk about he's like yeah Bennett. yeah man I got a problem like then <laughs> just let off some steam Bennett and he's like motherfucker yeah. and just walks into his room yeah like come on man you, you hanging out tonight he's like I don't know about that come on Bennett let's party <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, God I'll be dude. back, Bennett. <laughs> yeah, you just say that every time you go out. <laughs> Going to the store. Uh, hey, Bennett. I'll be back, Bennett. Stupid. Uh, as as soon as Jenny escaped and uh, Bennett was like going after her or whatever, and like he gets into the courtyard and he like like jumps over a wall or something and he's uh, not super. Um, graceful in the like he doesn't he doesn't look particularly spry i think and like from that second on like watching the rest of it like with fight and everything i'm like this this isn't evenly matched who who thinks these two people are like the two top people in the entire world of like this sort of how is why is arnold scared of this guy and (laughs) i i it just looked like he could like eat him for breakfast, like some green berries or something. So I don't, I, I just don't really understand how that all, how that all happened. It's because Bennett's a fucking legend, man. Like Bennett doesn't need to just hit the gym every yeah, day to fuck people up and legend? kill people. He's just didn't he have night? Like, isn't it like he has knife skills or some shit like that? Like he's good with a knife. You, well, yeah, he's Australian, of course, obviously. <laughs> Bennett, I look at him, I'm like, you weren't moving the way I feel like an elite killer guy would be able to move. 
But he's just got skills, man. He's just, I don't know. He's, he's, he's smart. Um, but also, he's just like, he's been doing it for so long. And like, you know, that's just what, that's what Bennett is. He's just been doing it forever. And he's been super good. And Matrix got lucky. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I like Bennett. I mean, he seems like he's very passionate about what he does, um, which is wearing. He's passionate. He's got some cool chain mail. He does have he's chain got some mail. Great lines. He's pretty cocky. Great mustache. Don't forget that. Yeah. He does have a nice mustache. He's hot headed. He mm-hmm. is a little hot headed, but you know, you know he, he lets himself be goaded. Yes, but but he, he obviously yeah, has a great relationship he, with his grandma. I think yes. he like if if that whole. Freddie Mercury on Sarah Singing Street probably had a little bit of a crush on Arnold and that like like so he knows how to work him a little bit. Like I'm sure like if you if they did like a prequel, they'd see like you'd see like a little bit of tension just because like Arnold's like, hey man, no. But then but then like fucking Bennett's like like you making, you know, like, hey, we I don't know. Yeah, like Bennett really wants to spay, play knifey spoony with him. With his knife and them spooning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe Bennett is just like has that hatred and he's easily get riled up because he secretly does love Matrix. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm and saying. Yeah. 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 So then he and Melissa, Alyssa Milano are headed towards Cindy and then uh, Colonel Kirby kind of says to them, wink, wink, we expect you back. And Arnold's like, this is the last time at least into Commandos. <laughs> Commando 2. Commandos. <laughs> That, yeah. that would have been everyone's laughing but they're laughing really silently <laughs> so you, you listeners know I see some red faces thank you my, my only thought towards the end was the song when it started I thought it was the Ghostbusters song it sounded very similar to it it's like every 80s song I just love that they're able to just like go off in a plane after Arnold kills an unknown number of people that I totally know how many I'm going to say when we do that part later, when he kills a shitload of people. Like, oh yeah, I just left bodies for you. And then he can just leave. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that, that was what I saw the first time. They're like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So long. We'll see you later. We know where to find you. Exactly. Like we, they had your daughter. So we, we understand. (laughs) Totally fine if you just killed, you know, dozens and dozens of people. Like, yeah, hey, military. Your cool. daughter. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Glad you got her back. Back, back to the song. Eighties songs had to have like that one, like, yeah, yeah, beat so like white people can dance to it. You know, <laughs> like, like that one, like that's the only way white people can like dance this stuff. It's just that like one beat over and over. Real heavy downbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why that one song is like that. In like all '80s music, just white people can dance. Uh, speaking of the music of this entire damn thing, the music was so chaotic, and there was steel drums, and there was like flute whistles, and yes. there was like yes. birds yes. or something. And the music was really chaotic. It was, yeah, it, it was a lot. It was uh, that's actually the same. It actually has the same uh, composer as Titanic. <laughs> It's James Horner, which he does a bunch of stuff, but he did Titanic. Huh. It's that it's usually end. it's usually James Cameron's uh, composer huh. for most of his movies. Which I'm curious if he did Aliens, but yeah. Okay, you can can steel, you hear it now? Just the like, steel it's an 80s version was just of it. Very prominent in this whole movie to the point where I was like, "Why again?" <laughs> it's awesome. And it's the 80s. 
Laura still looks like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And let's roll them credits, Joe. Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? Yes. Okay. So on to my favorite part of the podcast, uh, the names in the credits. Fortunately, this one actually had a very small amount of just names. And in addition to that, a small amount of just amusing names. I only got three. Uh, One um, character's name was Latin Man, which uh, I don't know if that's like Latin, like Latino or not, but there's like a, a fuckload of them in this movie. So just one Latin man was just played by this one person. Um, there's also somebody named Branscombe Richmond, which B-R-A-N-S-C-O-M-B-E, Branscombe. Hmm. Never heard that name before. Uh, and um, a recording mixer is Don Baseman. <laughs> nice. So nice. I just feel he was aptly named. Like your name, last name is Baseman. Like you get into the music business. Stupid. Yeah, that's pretty much that, all that I got. That was destiny so. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not really, not really much else uh, with the names. All right. Well, that is it for part two. Uh, we will be back soon with part three, which will include the movie trivia and then our final thoughts and whatnot. You know, I guess until then, though, we'll just. Uh, Get the party reached up.